ECOWAS lifts sanctions on Niger as it urges breakaway countries to reconsider exit from the regional bloc. A. Closure of land and air borders between ECOWAS countries and Niger to be lifted. No-fly zone of all commercial flights to and from Niger is to be lifted. We get the latest from the ECOWAS President Ture and Chairman of the Heads of State, President Tinubu. This is Joy News, your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. I am Amisi Nyamiche Thompson. Now to our first story. The National Communications Authority has closed four radio stations in Boko Apo East region, citing the alleged contribution to the ongoing conflict through incendiary speech. The NCA, in a statement dated February 24, invoked Section 13, Clause 1E of the Electronic Communications Act, which allows the authority to revoke licenses if deemed a national security threat or in public interest. My colleague James Avedi joins me in studio with details of the statement. James, which stations are these? Uh, Mami, they are Boku FM, Source FM, Zara FM, and Guma FM, four of them. Right. So what more reasons have the NCA been given for the closure of these stations? The NCA says the closure uh, follows the recommendations from the Upper East Regional Security Council and on the advice of the Ministry of National Security that the operations of uh, these four radio stations and the uh, their incendiary uh, utterances uh, of panelists as well as presenters have contributed to the escalation of uh, the Boku conflict leading to loss of lives and property in the area. The other that, uh, as you said, uh, they got that power from Section 13.1e of the Electronic Communications Act 2008, Act 772, uh, which provides them uh, the authority to revoke licenses of frequency authorization where the suspension or revocation is necessary because of national security or, or is in the public interest. Right, and the Act is Communication Act 2008, Act 775. Well, joining me on this is Nuruddin Guma, the general manager for Guma FM, one of the stations that have been closed down, and we will we'll get a, a better understanding of what happened. Mr. Guma, we are grateful for your time on the midday news. Prior to the closure, did the NCA communicate with the affected stations that this is what they were going to do? First of all, Mami, let me say uh, good afternoon to you and good afternoon to your cherished listeners. Yes, good afternoon. Uh, and uh, to your question, I think that the NCA have not uh, communicated to the radio system prior to the what they did yesterday. What happened was that I got a call from the original director, NCA, and he just said that, Mr. Guma, I have a letter for you. So I was actually thinking that it is a frequency renewal letter or something. Then he told me that he'll be bringing the letter personally to Boko. I, I said, no problem. So I was at the office. <laughs> and at the next moment, I saw that about 40 or so soldier men came and surrounded the building. Then I saw the NC regional director. Then he came to hand over a letter to me. I read the letter and realized that it was a letter suspend, suspending our authorization to, to broadcast. Right. Then I, I seek to find, I say, why? You have not actually engaged us. You, have, you just come, you are closing. And he said, well, that is what their headquarters have asked them, that they should come and set the station down. Well, so prior to their action, they didn't actually engage us. 
Well, Mr. Guma, uh, um, just to get clearer uh, understanding of this situation, um, do you allude to the allegations being made that your stations are using incendiary language to fill the conflict in Boko? I do. I do not. I do not agree to that. Now, you know very well that uh, radio stations and TV stations, whatever we do, if you want to allege against us, you must provide evidence. So I expect national security, the RECSEC, and then the NCA to be able to provide, uh, you know, evidence that we have actually discussed something that they believe that this one will further exacerbate the peace process in Boko. They have not provided any evidence. In fact, they have never engaged us. The MUSEC has never engaged us. RECSEC has never engaged us. NCA has never engaged us. So they haven't. They haven't provided any evidence. And I can, I can, I can testify that at Guma FM, we have been recording all the programs we do. I mean, we have been transmitting less than two years now. And we have all the recordings of the pro- our transmissions, our morning shows and other things. And if they want it, we'll make it available for them to go through. Mm. And so um, what's the next line of action? I mean, considering it, the action that's over, to close the station that has already been done, what next will you do? First of all, we are going to petition the NCA, and we are also going to lodge a formal complaint with the National Media Commission. Okay. Because we are fully aware that the National Media Commission is supposed to be regulating content. And the Media Commission, they have been engaging us. Uh-huh. So we will, engage, we will engage the National Media Commission, we will lodge formal complaint to them, and then we will petition the NCA and find out why they have to, you know, suspend our authorization. Do you intend to get the registration open? Yes, we will, hopefully. By, hopefully by next week, we hope that uh, we will right, Mr. be on air again. We're grateful for your time. Nuruddin Guma is general manager for Guma FM, one of the radio stations shut down by the NCA in Boku. Now, the IMF has revealed that Ghana has made significant progress with external creditors on restructuring their debts. The country is currently racing against time to close a deal with bilateral and commercial creditors by end of next month. However, there are concerns there could be some delays. But speaking at a news conference in Washington, D.C., USA, Director of Communications at the IMF, Julie Kozak, noted that there is the need to stick to the program reforms and conditions to aid in recovery of the economy. Steadfast policy and reform implementation will be needed to fully and durably restore macroeconomic stability and debt sustainability in Ghana. It will be critical for the government to continue implementing the program as envisaged uh, to ensure sustainable growth and poverty reduction. With respect to some of the questions regarding um, other developments, I just want to emphasize that the IMF remains fully engaged and supportive of Ghana's efforts under the ongoing program and the debt restructuring uh, negotiations. We have been in continuous dialogue with the Ghanaian authorities, including with the minister-designate when he served as Minister of State for Finance. And our commitment to assisting Ghana remains uh, steadfast, and we look forward to continuing our fruitful cooperation with the new minister.
and your director of communications at the IMF, Julie Kozak, speaking from Washington, D.C. Well, at the finance ministry, President Okofado has reorganized the leadership. Deputy Minister of Finance, Abnal Sayasari, is now a minister of state at the ministry. Also, NPP parliamentary candidate for Jaboso is now a deputy minister. There's more about their profiles in the following business desk report. Madame Abnal Sayasari, until her elevation, was a deputy minister of finance in charge of budget. But following the president's nomination, she will now be the Minister of State at the Ministry of Finance. She will also be the minister in charge at the ministry when the finance minister, Dr. Mohamed Amin Adam, is not around. But who is Madame Abena Oseasare? Madame Oseasare is a banker and a chartered accountant. She has served as a member of parliament for the Itiwa East constituency in the Eastern Region from January 7, 2013 to date. In Parliament, she currently serves as a board member of the Parliamentary Service Board and also on the Finance Committee since January 2017 on Employment, Social Welfare and State Enterprise in January 2013 to date. She also served on the Public Accounts Committee from January 2013 to January 2017. Before entering Parliament, Abraham Oseasari worked as the Assistant Director for the New York University in Ghana from 2004 to 2007 and also as a customer team leader from 2007 to 2009 as a sales dealer in the Treasury Department of Barclays Bank Ghana, now APSA. The President has also nominated the NPP 2024 parliamentary candidate for Joaboso constituency in the Western North region as the Deputy Minister of Finance. But who is Dr. Alexander Mpabin? Well, he's based in Accra and works with the legal and economic team to advance the Natural Resource Governance Institute Ghana program. Alex has 17 years of experience and knowledge in accounting, finance, fiscal policy, and economics. He worked as a finance officer at NHS England before teaching economics, accounting, and finance models at universities in the UK, including Birmingham City University, the University of Coventry, the University of Warwick, and the University of Birmingham. Before joining the NRGI, Alex served as a fiscal policy specialist for Oxfam in Ghana, where he worked closely with Ghana's Ministry of Finance, providing tax and fiscal policy input to the country's annual national budget. While ECOWAS has lifted all commercial and economic sanctions imposed on Niger after the country deposed its democratically elected leader, Bazoum, last year, sparking a strong response from the regional bloc, Niger, Mali and Burkina Faso had announced their exit from ECOWAS due to sanctions. But at an extraordinary summit in Abuja, Nigeria, ECOWAS decided to lift sanctions on Niger while urging the three gentleman nations to reconsider their withdrawal. The decision aims to address existential threats facing the region, with ECOWAS emphasizing the importance of maintaining established protocols of free movement within the bloc. Let's listen to President of the ECOWAS Commission, Tory. The authority has resolved to lift with immediate effect the following measures imposed on the Republic of Niger. A. Closure of land and air borders between ECOWAS countries and Niger to be lifted. No-fly zone of all commercial flights to and from Niger is to be lifted. Suspension of all commercial and financial transactions between ECOWAS member states and Niger is to be lifted. Freezing of all service transactions, including utility services, is to be lifted. Freezing of assets of the Republic of Niger in ECOWAS central banks is to be lifted. 
freezing of assets of Niger state and the state enterprises and parastatals in commercial banks is to be lifted. Suspension of Niger from all financial assistance and transactions with all financial institutions, particularly EBID and BOID, is to be lifted. Travel ban on the government officials and their family members is also to be lifted. These, this decision is based on humanitarian considerations, especially as we are in the month of Lent and as we prepare for the holy month of Ramadan. And you had President of the Ecos Commission, Omar Toure. Now, Nigeria's President Bola Tinubu, who doubles as chairperson of the Ecos Heads of State, says the existential threats faced by the subregion demands that leaders re-examine the approach to constitutional order. We face in our subregion demand that we take difficult but courageous decisions that put the plight of our people at the center of our deliberations. Democracy is nothing more than the political framework and the path to addressing the basic need and aspiration of the people. This is why we must re-examine our current approach to the quest for constitutional order in four of our member states. I therefore urge him to reconsider the decision of these three nations to exit our home and not to perceive our organization as the enemy. And you had President Bola Tinubu, who doubles as chairperson of the ECOWAS Heads of State. That's how we end the bulletin at midday. It was live on Joy 99.7 FM and on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi and affiliates across the country. I'm Amisi Nyamiche Thompson. Joy 99.7 FM.